You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He is Steve Geller, and for this segment, I want to start by getting into the injury report. Monday is not typically an injury report day, but when you play on Thursday, it is. And the team didn't practice today, but they do still put out an estimated injury report, and you trust them to be honest. I've always wondered, you know, there's got to be some level of gamesmanship involved here. Like, you don't have to say, you know, so like if you're on the injury report, that means that it's not like something that we'll have cleared up by tomorrow. And in most instances, I think either way. So the guys that you didn't expect to see or have not seen and are still out, Jawan Johnson, JT Gray, Landon Young, James Hurst, Ryan Ramchek, all out. James Hurst and Ryan Ramchek left during the game. Ryan has a concussion. I don't think there's any chance he plays. James Hurst has an ankle issue that looked really bad coming off the field. He got carted back to the locker room. It's the same ankle that he hurt two weeks ago before the Patriots matchup. He played through it. I don't expect him to play. Landon Young's got a hip issue. He, I think he's missed the last two weeks with that same issue. I don't expect him to play. So, man, you are in trouble on the offensive line. And I don't know if you're going to sign somebody off the couch like the Giants did. I don't know if you caught that on Sunday Night Football, Justin Pugh's introduction. They, you know, where they say where they're from. He said straight off the couch, uh, which I thought was funny. But man, they're going to have to figure something out because the Jags are coming. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine they're pretty busy working out some guys, seeing who can they can they can get in uh, for not just depth, but maybe for a little bit of help because, yeah, I don't know. You mentioned the, the big one, obviously, Ryan Ramchek, the, the, you know, you're all pro over there that I, I don't see any way he gets cleared either in time for a Thursday night game with a concussion and no. the NFL protocol. If you didn't clear the concussion protocol in the sense that you were allowed to return to the game, right? then you are going through the full concussion protocol, whether regardless of the severity of it. And once you get into the concussion protocol, it's virtually impossible to clear even in even a week, let alone four days. So no, you know, the annoying thing, and this was an under, you know, uh, this kind of flew under the radar when it happened because you were like, who cares, right? But the Falcons signed Storm Norton off the Saints practice squad a few weeks. Yeah, right. Wouldn't he be nice to have right now? Yeah. Hmm. The guy who had worked the right tackle all camp. Yeah, he obviously wasn't the best option, but he's sure, certainly better than your than your center slash guard <laughs> moving to right tackle. Uh, you know, it's funny in the stock up, stock down column that I did, there weren't many stock up options, but I did put Cesar Ruiz on there. And it's not even because he played well. I think he, you know, he played what you would have expected your 
your right guard to do it right tackle. But like the fact that he did it at all, it's like, you know, I think you have to give him some credit for going out there in a very difficult situation and doing what he could do. I mean, they did move the ball. So to, in that sense, like he didn't get trucked uh, and, and the game end that way, but yeah, that's, that's something you got to figure out. Maybe Lyle Collins, he's out there. I don't know how desperate you are to bring in a guy that you're probably gonna have to pay a decent chunk of change, but. But yeah, I mean, I, didn't, what was it? The Bengals that recently just let him go. I am not sure. I'd have to double check, but I do know he is out there. On yeah, the to, to me, it's like, well, if Cincinnati's letting an offensive lineman go, do I really want him? No, well, that's the thing. It's like there's no good. It's not like there's guys sitting out there as free agents that no, are right, just right. like, oh, I mean, yeah, right. They're going to show up and be a Pro Bowl right tackle, <laughs> you know. So it's like the best. You're looking for the best of the bad options right now. I guess so, maybe, maybe we can uh, send some scouts to some sumo league wrestling, and maybe we can get some guys from there. <laughs> right, something. <laughs> just be a. Just I don't be, know. Get in the way. Um, but yeah, I, I imagine you're not going to be running a lot to the right side this week. But you also don't want to run to the left side because that's where Trevor Penning is going to be, assuming that he starts again. And, you know, I mentioned this. Uh, we talked to Dennis Allen and, and asked him about, OK, why did Trevor Penning get benched? It was a decision that they kind of projected early in the week. They they talked to Dennis or to, to Trevor early in the week about it. Um, James Hurst had been getting all the reps at left tackle. Andres Pete was supposed to be the left guard, but then he apparently strained his groin on the final play of Thursday's practice. So he was an emergency. He was active, but he was an emergency lineman. And so the Saints were de- so dedicated enough to that to that change that instead of just moving James back to guard and allowing Trevor to start just to maintain continuity, they want Max Garcia. So they were dedicated to sitting Trevor down, and that lasted all of a quarter before he had to go in anyway uh, and did not look good because he was not prepared for it because he didn't get first-team reps and he needs first-team reps. This is what Dennis Allen had to say about that decision. I think, you know, five games in, um, you know, and and I saw some improvements from the player, and yet, you know, I wanted him to be able to kind of, you know, sit back and see the game from a different perspective um, and kind of grow that way. Um, You know, and then obviously – um, with James going down, he had to go in there and, and, and play. And I thought he kind of got off to a little bit of a rough start, but but then I thought he kind of settled in a little bit more. So, um, again, we'll, we'll, we'll evaluate the tape and, um, you know, see how that ended up playing out. But, yeah, I think we just wanted to, you know, give him a chance to kind of step back a little bit and, and you know, kind of see the game from a different perspective. How, how, did, he that? That? how, how did he handle Look, I thought he handled it well. I thought he had a good week of practice, you know. Um, and and he knows that he's got to continue to work to get better, um, which he's going to do. So um, I thought he handled it well, and you know we'll see where we're at next week. I look at him as still a rookie player, um, and and there's some ups and downs that go along with that. There's different ways to learn. There's trial by fire, um, and then there's giving a guy an opportunity to kind of step back and take a take a breath and. You know, um, you know. Again, like I said, evaluate and see the game from a different perspective. So that's that, that's what went into the decision. That's a kind way to describe a guy getting benched. <laughs> we wanted to allow him to take a step back and get some perspective. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I, I, I was staring at that while you know, just trying to, you know, how does he keep a straight face saying that? 
come on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> come on. You bench the guy. Just to say, you know, was not where it needed to be. And we wanted to see if we could get the best five players on the field. And he's not right. that right now. That's all he had to say. Don't give me a line about, oh, this is what's best for him right now. No, what's best for him is to keep playing and improve. Actual like, reps, not mental yeah. reps. And now, is that the <laughs> stop barking? Oh, she agrees. She's being weird. Now, is that the best thing for the Saints offensive line for the Saints offense? Probably not. And, and that's why the decision was made because this team is aware that its offense is not in where the shape it needs to be in. They need to be more effective running the ball. They need to be more consistent. They need to be able to run to both sides. And right now they can only run to the right. But now I don't think they can run to the right. So that's why the decision was made. And you're trying to protect the guy's ego and you're trying to make sure that he doesn't lose all of his confidence so you're just projecting that you're not giving up on him, which I don't think they are. I don't think they're giving up on him. I just think he's not good enough right now. And they felt like they had an opportunity to upgrade. Didn't last very long. I think that actually did help. I think he did run the ball decently well early in that game. And uh, it went away very quickly. But, you know, that, that's what happened. He got benched. There's no, there's no way around it. You can dress it up with, like, perspective, whatever. I think that they decided, you know, you know Nick Saldaveri is on, a, on kind of a redshirt year. And I think what they're seeing now is they, the same reason they don't want to throw Nick Saldaveri to the Wolves because it would not benefit the Saints to do that. They thought, you know what, maybe we can maybe we can get him out, get him some reps and drills and technique work as opposed to game plan work necessarily. And it didn't last very long. But like you saw what like he did not play well. He he reverted back to week one, week two level. I think he five pressures, a sack allowed, two penalties, one got declined, but the one that got declined was literally, he got beat so badly that he just tripped the guy. I don't know if you noticed that. It was down in the red zone. It was one of those red zone trips where the only reason no one was talking about how badly Trevor got beat was because I'm pretty sure Caesar got beat right to the, or not Caesar, uh, Max got beat right inside of him. And uh, yeah, it's not a great look for for Trevor, but like I, the one thing that, D, I said that I do believe is like, they're not giving up on him. They're still going to, I think they do still have, want him to be their left tackle of the future. Um, he's just not that right now. No. And with the injuries now piling up here, obvious questions you had with a first round pick, you're hoping can do something. I know a lot of folks have mentioned, you know, switching him to guard that can't just come overnight though. That's not something that, oh, we could just put him next game, throw him at guard. He'll he'll pick that up. Yeah, for one thing, he's never played guard in his life. <laughs> so he's not playing guard. I mean, well, the funny thing is they did that with Caesar. Like, I think when you're a veteran player and you've been around a few years and you suddenly get asked to do something that you just don't do, you you know, it's like, yeah, you can you can figure it out, right? With a with a young player who's struggling to do the job that is his job, you're not suddenly being like, Yeah, dude, you you do something else now, right? He's also profiles as a left tackle you know and if he's his biggest struggle right now is run blocking which who know who saw that coming and it's like that's that's what you got to do at guard you got to be able to pull you got to be able to find your blocks and if that's what he's doing poorly now then, then that's not good but i do like like i said before we went to break i do appreciate the decisiveness of that move i think one thing that this team has struggled with is just be acting with conviction like being like, no, this is how we operate. We're doing it this way. And you're not doing the job. Let's find someone who can do it. You know, that's that message that he said that to this point has just been a message. 
you know, and, and I think that's a sign that it's like, no, this is going beyond that now. So anyway, we can, we can move on from Trevor Penning to the actual, you know, the other big news that is on his injury report, linebacker Demario Davis with a knee issue, he would have been a DMP today. He did talk to the media, so I don't think it's a huge issue. Right. But, you know, Demario Davis had a knee issue. He did not participate. Tyron Matthew with a foot issue, he would be limited. Those are two big names yeah. that uh, the Saints cannot afford to be without. No, the um, Demario is you know nursing some kind of knee issue and you just scratch it we'll just give him a veterans day slash knee you know we'll we'll list kind of deal I'm, i would assume with this one like you said he spoke today you don't typically hear from players that are you know nursing some serious injuries no not if not if although it is the first time we've heard from demario in like two weeks but he he spoke post game too you're right he did no he didn't he didn't talk post game oh i thought Cam he did talked. okay i got you he might have talked to somebody in the locker room, but he did not do, uh, you know, oh, yeah. press availability. Right, right. Um, but yeah, so let's keep going down this. Cam did you, Jordan. Did, did you happen to notice anything with Matthew in the game? Because I didn't. No, no. I mean, I think part of this is, you know, if you had three days to recover from a game, right? Uh, you would have an injury that would never show up in an injury report because you wouldn't miss practice if it was on Wednesday. If If these guys had to practice today, then there right. would have this been is what issue, they're working right? through a day after the freaking game, right? Yeah, so I think that's that's part of it. And they didn't even practice today, obviously. It was a walkthrough. But yeah, Tyron Matthew with the foot injury, Chris Olave with the toe injury, Cam Jordan with the back injury. Those are the ones we knew about. Andres Pete with the groin injury, Jamal Williams, hamstring injury. And that's a good thing because that means that he has been designated to return to practice. That doesn't mean he's going to be active in week seven, but it means that he could be active in week seven. Now, you have to be out for four weeks when you go on injured reserve. He went on injured reserve ahead of week three. So this is the first – this is where his window to return to practice opens. And I think they have 21 days to activate him to the active roster. So that doesn't – like, again, it doesn't mean he's going to play this week, but it means that he is trending in the direction that if he doesn't play this week, then probably the week after. Yeah, like you said, good to see his name, though, back um... – meaning he's obviously that much closer to being back in the mix here because w- whatever he can bring to this run game right now, it's it's welcome. I agree. And it'll be interesting to see how they operate with him and Kamara and Kendra. You know, I think that one area they have struggled, the Saints have struggled, is short yardage. They don't seem confident. Um, and, you know, they haven't been able to block for it either, and that's a big part of it. But that is somewhere that Jamal thrives. And, you know, when it was just him in there, you know, he he looked a little limited in the sense that yeah. he, I don't think he's a three down back, but he is a guy that can pick up tough yards. And, you know, the Saints had a situation where they just needed to get one yard on third and one and they couldn't do it. And, you know, the, those types of downs are very uh, taken for granted until you can't get them. And then that's worth its weight in gold. So hopefully he can get back. The other one that's new on here is not Derek Carr because he has been on the injury report since week two with that shoulder issue, but now he has a chest issue. Um, and, you know, people were clowning him for the play where he kind of looked like he kind of took a shot to the to the midsection and he was like doubled over. And I don't know why people people thought that was so funny. Maybe it's just because it just looked kind of soft. But you know, yeah. I, I mean, as a person who has taken a shot to the 
midsection I wasn't expecting and suddenly got the wind knocked out of me. That's what happened. Like you could see it. You know, maybe he took it. Maybe, maybe there was a little graze to the to the nether regions. You never know. That happens too. You know, these guys are human beings. Uh, but yeah, I don't think the chest injury is anything that's going to limit him. Uh, I think that's just when you get hit a lot in a football game, your chest hurts. But that's something to keep uh, keep an eye on. Yeah, the go, going back with Jamal Williams too. We haven't, you know, you mentioned it a little there. We just haven't seen that one-two punch. Definitely, we wanted it out of Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams together, and you know, whatever uh, the rookie like Ch- Kendra Miller can provide with that too is just like a little land yet. But to me, just having you know Kamara with Williams, obviously, we we haven't seen it in action yet. No, and so let, let's just move on. So we talk about the Saints injury report. Uh, you know, this, the, the Jags are in in serious situation here too. If you yeah. look at the quarterbacks, like the Saints really have to clean up over the next few weeks if they end up not facing Trevor Lawrence and they get to go out C.J. Beathard. That's not a game you can afford to lose. They also have Tyson Campbell with a hamstring injury. He was a DMP. Wide receiver Zay Jones with a knee injury. He was a DMP. Trevor Lawrence with a knee injury. He's a DMP. He's day-to-day, as Coach said. Offensive tackle Walker Little with a knee injury. He's a DMP. And then guard Brandon Scherf with an ankle injury. He's a DMP. So it's not the longest injury report in the world, but those are big names. And if you look at the Saints' next three opponents, you have the Jags, Trevor Lawrence. I I would be surprised if he plays. They're in good shape. They're 4-2 and right now. They don't need to risk sending him out there and having that knee hurt worse on Thursday night football. So I would be very, very surprised even if he pushes to play that he plays. Although we did see with, with Derek Carr that that didn't seem to matter. Anyway, it, it's, it's a whole thing. Uh, next week, they're going to go and face the Colts. Anthony Richardson's on injured reserve. They're not going to face him. They're probably going to get Gardner Minshew. And then the bears, Justin Fields dislocated his thumb this week. Right. And so, you know, he's going to miss some time. Who knows, you know, how long that's going to take him to come back from. But, you know, there's a there's a reality where they face Tyson Badgett, another rookie that we were not expecting them to face. That's a guy I watched at the Senior Bowl. He's a guy out of Shepard. Yes, I had looked that up, and I'm like, where is Shepard? Yeah, and I don't even – yeah, it's, it's a school. West Virginia. Yeah, and, uh, you know, like <laughs> that's – so – the Saints need to be able to take advantage of, of of these games if they end up facing three backup quarterbacks in a row, one of whom is a rookie. And they also the other guy they have on the Bears is Nathan Peterman, who is like a walking interception. So, right. so it's, it's, yeah, there's a good shot. Probably, like you said, most likely we're seeing C.J. Beathard on Thursday. I would get I mean, again, it's like if there is any risk of that injury, that that knee getting worsened. Um, I would be stunned if he's out there. He would have to be healthy, in my opinion. For the, like, if this game was on Sunday, I think he plays. On a short week, and you're messing around with your franchise quarterback's knee, right. you'd be crazy. You'd be crazy to send him out there. <laughs> but I mean, either way, C.J. Beathard is not. You know, he's been around for a long time. He's won games in the NFL. So, you know, I, again, it's if, if they face C.J. Beathard, they have to be able to take advantage. But either way, they got to score. You're not winning zero to zero. <laughs> uh, maybe the defense can take advantage of, like they did against the Patriots, but you know, one way or another, you got you got to do something. And so, you know, the Saints you from gotta watch out for that high-powered CJ Beathard offense. I think he beat the Giants once. I remember he played for the 49ers. I remember he kept throwing deep to Marquise Goodwin. So he'll okay. go deep. 
That's one thing about CJ Beathard is a kid out of Iowa. He will go deep. Um, and this, and the Panthers, I'm sorry, the Jaguars got the cats mixed up. Uh, you know, they have guys who can, who can stretch the field. So that's going to be something, but uh, anything else you want to hit before we go to the mailbag? Uh, the injury report hopefully gets better, obviously, uh, heading towards closer to Sunday because I, I kind of expected the, the worst with the O-line, but definitely don't like seeing DeMario and Tyron out on there. I'm pretty sure Cam, um, you know, it's kind of one of those veteran days of rest too and slash the back, which we saw popped up last week as well. Yes, I agree. And we'll, we'll have to go. Now I have a cat in here making noise. It's just like, it's like a menagerie of animals and, <laughs> and sounds. So, but all right, this is Inside Black and Gold. We're going to come back. We got a lot of comments in there. So we're going to kind of have to go through them rapid fire, but we're going to be right back. This is Inside Black and Gold. I'm Jeff Nowak. He's Steve Geller. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. We're coming at you with kind of a reaction, look ahead, combination pod after the Saints lost 20 to 13 to the Texans in very unceremonious fashion. And now they get ready to face the Jaguars on Thursday night football. This is Inside Black and Gold. Stick around.